0: Now sitting at the wave table. Yo, welcome to episode is this six or seven? Fuck. Doesn't really matter. Um it's one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode six or seven of the wave table. And today I'm joined by guest Lawrence Burnt. So you are all over the place in terms of uh, creative stuff. You're a music producer, photographer, visual artist. And curator, and also a video editor. Am I missing anything?
1: I mean, like, not really, but like, let's just scratch video editor off because I'm pretty shit at that. But, <laughs> and probably music as well. I just, I just do music <laughs> to just stay sane, to be honest. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, true. Uh, okay. My fucking brains are working today. Let's just jump and make some tunes.
0: Fair enough. Fair no,
1: enough. For the most part, the focus is like very photography, visual, visual esque. Focus. Yeah,
0: I think it's definitely healthy to have like a range of hobbies though, because just being someone who mostly does music, I have those days where I kind of get in a rut and I'm not really feeling it. And then every now and then I'll just like do some drawing or something. And one of the drawings I did a couple months ago actually turned into the album art for my EP that's coming out in like a week. Um, Like I just did a draft and I sent it off to someone paid like 60 bucks and yeah, pretty cool. Dude, that's sick.
1: Yeah. Like uh, I I find that like when, when you kind of go down the path of these like self endeavors, you really do come across like these like self engineered gems, so to speak. Like you really kind of just create a a direction for yourself um, in terms of look and brand to what you really want to do with it. But yeah.
0: So, it's, you must have like quite a wealth of knowledge. Like, I mean, I know you. You don't consider yourself to be a great video editor or music producer, but um, the the music I heard you playing through Discord the other night, it was definitely still of good quality. So, you must have gathered some uh, some good thoughts across the whole board.
1: Uh, I've been I've been lucky enough to um, have lived with uh, uh, Melbourne producer Scribe uh, for a few months of my life and, uh, and obviously I've, I've been his best friend <laughs> since I was like seven, or eight years old. So I've known him for a while and <laughs> been able to watch his progression through music. And, uh, basically I've been just lucky enough to to be taught by him in a way just kind of watching over his shoulder. And, um, yeah, it's that, that's kind of done really like wonders really, um, for, you know, just learning music. Um, and and it's given me a greater appreciation for all of it. Like, uh, once again, I'm still really stressing. I do dabble. It's nothing like super, super amazing, but you know, I I do like, I do like a good beat, a good groove, you know, a bit of funk, a bit of of slap and percussion, you know, (laughs) always fun.
0: (laughs) So the main reason I wanted to bring you on here today is because I've seen your work with Drea and Space Prince and I'm assuming you've worked with some other local artists on their visual branding as well. Um, how did you first get into helping artists with their visual brand?
1: Uh, that is a story in itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it all started with Scribe. Um, I remember when uh, the, the first time I had an inkling of, of an idea of, to like, okay, let's, let's create like... Uh, let's create something that you can be known by. Uh, and I, I remember it happened oh, ages ago. And this is like I'm not sure if Scribe will give me the clap for this, but um, when when we first started, like you know, postulating ideas and directions as to where we can go with you know his brand, we um, at the time were trying to start like a clothing label called uh, the Eighth Wonder Collective. And you know, uh, it, was, it was pretty sick, but it kind of flopped like a fish because. Just you know, life gets in the way, unfortunately, um, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think we just had the time; it just wasn't the right time. But the really good thing that came out of it was we created this character called Cecil, and Cecil wears a okay. gas mask. Um, and it just so happens that this gas mask was painted gold by uh, one of my mates, Kyle. Also, I'm going to plug him real quick. Mad inspiration, K. V. L. E. on Insta. My God, he is fucking good. Um. But yeah, he painted this gas mask gold, and then um, we're going to use that as like this persona for the, for the clothing brand, but because it fell through, like scribe was basically like, "Hey, you know why don't I wear that? Why not?" And from there it kind of it kind of snowboarded really, like you know being able to capture his brand and develop it from like uh, not knowing a thing myself and him also thinking, okay, where, I, where am I going to take this?" Um, and hence why we have the Masked Manor subscribe um, terrorizing us with those sick tunes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no it's 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 kind of developed from that that point of like really enjoying being able to create like almost a narrative around like a look and an idea. Um, and then transform that into a visual representation of like their music, their brand, the feeling they want to convey um and and just expanding on that has been um a very much a learning experience for myself, but also it's gained it's granted more um context to help others in the development of their brand. Mm.
0: And I think uh, in general, like to enjoy music more, visual context is a really great thing to add on to it because you see a lot of um producers out there just wearing a black t-shirt a black cap you know i mean i'm i'm guilty of this myself yeah um, and they're, <laughs> they're just like yo i make sick tunes listen to them uh but like yeah if someone's like wearing a gas mask and their whole aesthetic is based around that and then their tunes are just like brutal and it just adds a whole nother level to it
1: yeah it's it's um it's almost almost as important as the music itself in some yeah. regards. Um, good music always speaks for itself, but when you have that little cherry on top, that that visual representation of like, let's take AT Alliance or AT Aliens or fucking however you want to say. It. Um, <laughs> take them, for example. Um, they have this incredible balance of both comedy and this really serious... Um, Energy, so to speak, behind what they do. Um, It's all kind of like spooky, but then they also do like these like sketches, is like, you know, draw the last thing you ate and it's just them on a couch and it's just them drawing like a butt. Um, But (laughs) basically, like that, that kind of brand has kind of um, very much taken its own path, so to speak, Uh, in, in the way that you look at AT Alliance, these guys with like silver masks, red glowing eyes. It's like a I don't know. It's like a distorted meme in a way. But <laughs> y- you know it's them. You know what that stands for. And it's it's obvious straight from the get-go. AT Lions, Sick. Um, yep. And if you don't know them, suss them out. They're so cool.
0: <laughs> so memorable, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I think I heard you talking in Discord the other day about helping Space
1: Prince come up with the uh, the flight suit that he was wearing. Yeah. Um. God, that was... That was sick, that was so sick. I was walking down Burke Street, and um uh, I, I don't know what the hell was going through my head at the time, but you know uh, I was thinking about like ideas for brands for for space prints and and how I can kind of make a staple that it can be known by obviously his hair it's, uh, it's yes <laughs> it's something it's, it's awesome. <laughs> um, once again, as, as Drita said, you know, you see him. You get attracted by the hair, then you fucking leave love and bass music. But <laughs> I, I wanted to expand on that staple. Um, and you know, the red flight suit—it's um—it's from this shop called Bravo One, and I found it. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is something. What what do you think of this? And I just got a big fat yes tick. <laughs> do it, buy it, chop chop. Um, and and from there, I kind of progressed into um you know, seeing how I can implement that in imagery and how I can develop a narrative around that. Um and yeah, I don't know, that was such a rewarding experience. Like as a creator helping other creatives, I I think it's quite important to to be able to entertain the the ideas and the thoughts and try and order them in a visual way for someone. And 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 effectively that appropriated itself into um, that that flight suit just um, being on the forefront of my memory and just being like, yes, we have to do this. Mm. So yeah,
0: that like I think I said it on the Drea episode, but yeah, that flight suit was just what made me think like this guy is fucking legit. You know, this guy is like yep. at a professional level. It's fucking
1: yep. sick. See, a uh, a lot of the time, look is is such a such an important uh, role that like when it plays in. In, in creating a sense of like okay this guy knows his shit I should listen to him it gives it gives more of a uh more of an interest and more of a reason for you to stay. Yeah. I think that's very important. Yeah.
0: Um so the work you do, um I know it's a lot about like kind of helping artists find their visual branding, but it's not really like just handing them something and saying, here you go. Right. It's more no. about like <laughs> kind of learning <laughs> where they're coming from and just helping them yep. develop their own ideas to the best that they can be.
1: Yeah. So, so my, my role uh, effectively um, in, in the grand scheme of things, I, I don't really do much in the sense of, I don't come up with the ideas I do in a sense, but but when, when I approach an artist or an artist approaches me, and um, they say, "Hey, I got this idea, um, what can I do with it?" And you know, I'll take the example for of Drea, um, uh, as as he probably said in that pod, um, he started off as White Crow, and and as time progressed, he realised he was outgrowing that kind of title. He was just a DJ, and he emerged into this uh, more refined state of of now that we know Drea. But that was planned like months and months and months in advance Yeah. Um, of just, you know, sketching storyboarding. I remember the first thing you sent me, it was like this symbol. It looked like two D's, one facing forward, one facing back. And like this, it looked like bags, as you can see under my eyes. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, FYI, I'm running on like zero sleep. So this is fucking wild. Um, so he had this idea, and I'm like, okay, cool. And in my head, I thought, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, but but that that kind of inkling of um, of mood—it's it's it's very much for for, for Dria about feeling about mood, about creating a vibe, uh, and kind of wrapping you up in that vibe and and taking you away from wherever you may be. And and I wanna I wanted to reflect that in both like, the visual branding and, of course, he reflects that in his music. Um, so when, when I approached the the Drea brand, I, I approached it from a place of, okay, how would I see the world through tired eyes? How would I see the world from the point of something that's dreary, that reflects that kind of look? Um, and the first thing that came to mind was um, fog in a forest, and mm-hmm. uh, I think one of uh, our friends, um, crap, his name's Tom, but uh, goes under the the name uh, Tom the Freak, um, mad producer, um, and he came up with this idea of like mirroring this this image of trees, and like you know you, you don't notice it at the start, but when you look at it, like oh yeah, there's the trees going this way, cool, um. And I wanted to take that idea and expand upon it. So you know, it the first the first time I ever created a visual representation of that kind of sk- a sketch, so to speak, is you know it was it was like 5 p.m. Uh, at my house. I was bloody cold. It was, oh, it was like two degrees. And I went outside uh-huh. with my camera. And I'm like, oh, this is sick. There's like fog and shit. I can do this. All right, this will work. Just pick up the camera and just start shooting. Um, and obviously, it wasn't of Hamish. It was just of like the the nature around me and then that kind of progressed into editing the images in a certain way to reflect this this dreary feeling um and from there it 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 just spiraled out of control into this as all creatives really do is they kind of get this idea of something they just run with it and they just perfect it and they continue on just doing it cool So, um yeah no
0: sorry continue
1: Oh yeah. Um, so when, after like, i, I shot the images, I edited them, I uh, sent them back and I, once again, big fat. Yes. Cool. <laughs> we we know that we know the direction, we know the vibe. Um, and, and so basically the, the way that's kind of developed is like very, very dull images, uh, in the editing process for all you, photog nerds or whoever may be listening in that actually wants to to do something like this. Um, I have effectively cut all the highs out of the imagery. And what that allows me to do is create this this faded white look as if the image have just been put in a microwave. Um, and on top of that I add film grain to create this this mm. texturous feeling. Um, which which as as like a as me kind of ripping on modern photography. Um, w- we need to st- stay away from, like, clean imagery. Like, the character is in, in, in the imperfections. So I wanted to include these imperfections because, once again, if you saw the world through tired eyes, that's that's what you see. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we kind of evolved into what we have now. Um, but now we, we're realizing, okay, monochrome imagery, fantastic. However, for the music and the marketing direction we can't stick with this um we need to diversify and give more avenues to appeal to a wider audience so we we brainstormed that and we're still actually in the process of brainstorming that but we've we've established uh, a color palette that we're going to go with and uh yeah i'm very excited to see once again where this goes in the creative spiral that will become let's be honest
0: yeah (laughs) hell yeah Man, I think uh, if anyone's trying to develop their visual branding, you might just want to re look, rewind and listen to that part a few times because I think there's so much valuable information in there that you know you can just kind of change a few words and apply it to your own brand. Like seeing the world yeah. through tired eyes, just take what you're going for. Like, say robots. What would it be like seeing the world in robot eyes or something like that? You know,
1: absolutely. Um, well, that, that's that's the thing with with um. So, sorry to cut you off, but just no, to can. elaborate further, every every music producer is is absolutely unique in their own way. They may use presets, they may use kicks, but if they stick with their craft, they become their own monster, so to speak. And when you become that monster, you kind of have this um, this absolutely unique direction that you can foster and craft into something that's absolutely you. And I think. Um, True authenticity through being yourself in your branding is super important, um, and I, I, you know I say that with like you know photographing a guy in a mask, right? <laughs> However, um, that that kind of expression of self um, in which Scribe is is just to really craft that sense of like, yo, this guy's a badass, yeah, and and that feeling is well encapsulated it's, it's a mix of fear and admiration. It's just like, do I, do I follow this guy or do I fucking run? Like, <laughs> um, and that's not to reflect in his personality in, in a way, anyway. but that's just kind of how the brand has evolved and how he has evolved uh, as a person, as like, as Mitch is a very strong guy. He's like, like emotionally, very rock steady. And, um, it, that's kind of fostered in like how grounding the imagery is. um, so, just to, to summarize on all that, be as authentic to you as possible. That is, that is the, like the number one thing. You can tell when you're being false, or um, if you're trying to be something you're not from a mile away. And you know, yeah. it, it does take doing that to find out. You know what is right, what is wrong. That's why people rebrand. That's why all these things happen um, because of people figuring out. Yo, this is this is not me. I want to do this instead.
0: Yeah, and it's also just harder to do things when you're not being yourself. Like you yeah. might see, <laughs> yeah. you'll see a trend, you'll try to hop on it, and it's like, yeah. oh man, I, I just can't be fucked doing this anymore. You know, it's not me. Like fuck it.
1: Yeah, you will always come to a point where you outgrow what has previously been there. Yeah, and in the in the context of branding, I think embracing growth is is the most important thing because once you do that you'll gain more and more clear direction as to you know how you want to be seen
0: kind of like in a sense you can kind of let your listeners or viewers or whatever um tell you kind of what you are um it might sound weird but if you just everything that you create if you just put it out there um, you'll get some feedback that kind of tells you which direction is the best one to go in, and like yep. if everything you're putting out is you, and then you're just choosing to go with the things that people like the most, then that's still you. It's just the part of yeah, you that people like the if, most.
1: If you curate that that part of you and develop that, it still meets that authentic, like authentic, yeah. um, like self-principle um of which you know the the more you do it the obviously the better you become that's all facets of life but especially in branding that is very very important
0: so would you say there's any like recurring mistakes that you see people making in regards to their visual branding i know i mentioned probably a few ones big ones earlier but uh Yeah, go ahead and elaborate on some Um, of those.
1: (laughs) Okay, so if you're going to establish a brand, um, you want to use gig photography on your Instagram, not as a cover photo. Um, And this isn't a rip on anyone specifically, but like I I see, I see it when I go into like SoundCloud, um, and uh, I'm not going to name and shame today. Don't worry. Um, I go into SoundCloud, you know sick artist um like there's this dmb artist that i I love but all of his branding is just scuffed and like his his production is top notch but the visual element is not there and it makes me think oh nah this this guy is just um he's just doing it for the lols he probably won't stick around for very long this is not actually his passion but really i i do believe that he's incredibly good producer and that is his passion but he's just executing the 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 hook, so to speak, to hook me in, or to hook the viewer and listener in. Um, like, for example, if this DMB artist had like a very very um, more in depth, it, like illustrative piece as a banner, um, that's that spoke more towards fitting the feeling of what he's making. I think that would absolutely outshine and be way more memorable than him just being like, yeah, at a gig.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of when I was like in my teen years, there was just obviously a bunch of rock bands always around, but I was yeah. really drawn to the, the ones that had uh, distinct imagery, you know, like My Chemical Romance and that. Like, Oh, my God. They're so distinct. And then yeah. you look at other bands and they just look like a bunch of dads just jamming out on a Sunday afternoon or some shit. And yeah. it's like, okay, why why am I going to care about these guys that just look like regular people over these guys who are all dressed up, like full makeup, fucking extreme hairdos and shit? Like, uh, yeah. p- people say that you shouldn't put artists on a pedestal, but... To kind of stand out and be unique, you kind of need to go with that vibe.
1: Personally, I don't think that's putting them on a on a pedestal. It's more so them embracing like a wilder side of themselves. Yeah. And and then developing that. And you you can argue that, you know, they're they're just doing it for the for the memes and shit. But like a lot of the time, the the lifestyle that is perpetuated in what people do is the lifestyle they live. Mm. Um, and that's kind of like why you get enthralled by these people. Um, it's, it's like, you know, in, in great movies and stuff, I, I believe that people want to be um, appalled by like villains. Because if you're appalled yeah. by a villain, you have like an emotive response and you remember. Um, and if you have an emotive response to, I don't know, Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a fucking bat on the stage, <laughs> a mad dog, um, uh. you know, that's that's so memorable. Yeah, how can you forget that? Yeah. That's yeah.
0: Oh man, that's <laughs> I forgot about that. Jesus yeah, God. right. <laughs> uh not to mention the Marilyn Manson thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was right? a I probably shouldn't say it, but anyway.
1: Uh, um,
0: <laughs> <you should. laughs> so do you it have looked, any it. sorry, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say any publicity is good publicity.
0: <laughs> true, true. Well unless you're my boy. Maybe yeah. <laughs> and all the other ones that have been popping up recently fuck Fucking hell. Um, so for the artists out there who are kind of trying to get their visual branding on point but maybe they don't have a friend like you or they don't have funds to hire someone uh, do you think they should go down like the self learning route or is there any tips that you want to give them
1: Um. yeah do it <laughs> I don't care no excuses do it I say, I say that from a place of, if you think about it, that's great. I can think about things too, Mm. but if you do it, something happens. It may not be what you want. It may not be in the same hemisphere universe or fucking plane of existence, but it's something it's, it's, it's progression. And, and the more you do, the more you refine how you want to be seen, the more you can have a clear direction as to when you have a bit of extra dollars, you can say, Hey, um, blah, blah, photographer. Hey, can you please help me with this? This is what I want. You know, depending on who you hire, they may not get it. Um, which is a, a, something I do want to touch on as well. But, yeah. um, start creating a direction for yourself. Um, if, if you don't create direction for yourself, all you're going to do is make music. You're not going to. You're not going to inspire people to be, or to be like you. Um, you can inspire people to be like you in the sense of making sick tunes. But, like you said, my chemical romance. That fashion style was perpetuated yeah. through an entire generation. Like that's. It, it, you can make so much more lasting effects by being. Um, not only someone that makes things that touches people's hearts, but actually by living or perpetuating that, the feeling that you want people to feel in, in visual branding. Um, but for people that also want to get started, um, don't be afraid to message photographers. Just look for people that are starting out that quite frankly, their work is not good. Um, those are the best kinds of people you can talk to because if if, if you maintain a relationship like that um, over a long period of time, you can effectively develop their skills while they develop your brand. Um, like for example, me and scribe, I'm happy to say that when I first started shooting him, I was like someone put a fucking bag of dog shit on your door and litter on fire. Like <laughs> I was not good. Um, and, you know, <laughs> between now and then, obviously, things have changed. You know, I've kind of skilled up, so to speak. Um, but if if you create a relationship with someone who's still finding their feet, um, finding your feet together is a wonderful experience for one. But for two, it allows you to create content. Because content is super important. As, as long as you're cre- like continuously engaging with your community, no matter how small, um, it's it's something. Um, and but if you don't have content, it's very hard to like you know have people say, "Oh, this again." Notification pops up on Instagram. Yeah. Um. What else? Designers as well. Um, designers are a tricky one uh, because I, I I haven't really gone down the into the field of design work per se like I, I i can use photoshop and i'm I'm pretty proficient at using it but um in terms of knowing designers i only really know photography like that's kind of been the the 10 year long project really so um yeah i think i think for designers though um if you're going to approach one approach a good one approach a very good one and have some money as well I don't care if it takes you months to save it up. It's really really worth investing in yourself. Yeah. Um nothing is more important really in in all facets of life, but especially if you're wanting to make a lasting impact on someone, having good artwork or good um, PR so to speak, um through through memorable artwork uh is is yeah, it's huge. It's huge.
0: Yeah the next time you go to spend like $600 on an xbox or something
1: knock nah, that it off. shit
0: off <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and to circle back to what you said about uh like something like just having something even if it's not exactly what you wanted like yeah just something is better than nothing always um yep and yeah if you do something it's better than not- the than nothing you had yesterday and then if you yes. do another something tomorrow, it's better than the something you had yesterday and so on and so Absolutely. forth.
1: Even, even if it is when you wake up, you write down three words. If you write down three words every day of the year, that's a lot of words. True. And <laughs> if those three words relate into how you want to be portrayed, you will have a very clear, concise idea as to exactly <clears throat> how you want to be seen and how you want to um, your brand to feel by the end of a year, and then with those multitude magnitude of words, you can approach uh, someone like me, someone who does visual design, someone who curates your your ideas into a tangible something. Um, and when you have that um, that direction, you can then build on it. You can then morph it into more of a professional or something that reflects you better um, versus, you know, not writing anything at all and just thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> cool. um, and, and just to follow off on that as well, that's only if you write three words. What if every day you go in out of your way to refine mood boards, collect imagery yeah. that inspires you, collect Imagery, which elements, very specific elements inspire you. Because I think um, narrowing down specifics is very important when it comes to creating a lasting visual impact.
0: People seriously Um, underestimate how much visuals can influence music as well. Like I've taken on the 30 day challenge thing that Hamish or Drea was talking about. And like every day I just like Google an image and just take inspiration from that. And it makes creating music so much easier. So it works both ways, you know?
1: Yep. Um, I I remember when we did our little getaway prod challenge before this Rona stuff started, you know, coming and clapping my cheeks. Um, you know, we we all we all banded up and just like gave each other prod challenges every day. Like one would just be like, I don't know, make tunes out of these samples, or make tunes out of like an image inspiration. We'd all give each other an image, um, and you have to make something that fits the feeling of that. Yeah. Um, which is a really really wonderful practice in in the sense of like, um, if if you're stuck for ideas about your brand. If you write these three words for a whole year, send that to an artist. Making make your um, song around an image that they can create for you with your ideas. Yeah, there there are an infinite amount of possibilities on which you can kind of use visual imagery and um and and branding really um to to kind of inspire you.
0: Cool. So that kind of concludes my uh, questions here. Uh, I think there was a couple more things you wanted to touch on yeah
1: um, yeah a few things um, so you know once again um, I, I spend as a as a creator or visual designer I, I furiously collect images like <laughs> whether they're just I don't know photos of architecture or something um, I have um, like Hundreds of mood boards for different things one for Hamish one for Mitch one for Corbin Uh, I should probably use their producer names. Hey one for scribe one for Drea one for space Prince, one for Manifex um, One for portrait photography one for landscape one for design work one for typography Uh, The list goes on Um, and and what I do is I collect innumerable amount of images hundreds in each and The moment that someone says, hey, what do you think of this? I can just go to a board. I can take a few images from it that kind of match the elements which they describe. And I say, what do you think of these elements? I'm not going to replicate these images, but what do you think of these elements? Mm. And what do you think about working them into more of a clear, concise direction for like, say your brand or say uh, a a photography session or whatever. Um, And I think if, if you're in the... If you're wanting to refine your visual brand, collecting imagery that inspires you is super, super important because you always come back to it, even if it isn't for your brand, just to use it as a, a point of reference for inspiration is is still yeah. um, a very valuable thing.
0: I've been uh, starting to do that recently. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's definitely helped with the music creation process, but also I know next time I need like an album cover or something, I can just be like, yo, these are the the images that inspired this song. Can you do something that kind of, you know, matches the vibe of these images?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it makes a world of difference, especially when approaching a designer.
0: Sick. So, yeah. is there anything else you want to touch on?
1: Yeah. I mean, like the last thing I can really think of is, um, when, when it comes to actually, you know, producers and and making music making something you, you really you really do music for yourself uh, at the end of the day mm. you do it because you love it and you also do it because you hate it um <laughs> well, i hate listening to like, your shit
0: music let me make better music just kidding exactly
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's sometimes be like that honestly you hear something and you're like Fuck, that slaps i want to make something like that um but, but through thick and thin, I, I believe that as much as critical comments are incredibly valuable and should always be sought after, um, whether it's feedback, whether it's, um, hey, I really think that this is sick. Why don't you try this to, to refine it um, through all of that? I think some of the most powerful words to inspire a producer or creatives in general um, is encouragement. Mm. Uh, I always reference the words of an author who speaks in the context of writing books, but um, as an author, as a creative, never underestimate the power of your encouragement.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good note to end on. Hey, Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people kind of, they make something and then they put it out into the world to be kind of refined. But I find a lot of the people they end up getting their work refined so much that it just it just completely diminishes the work and it's like you kind of just got to keep creating and like you can refine and refine and refine but at the end of the day how much of it is left in you if you just how much yep. of you is left in it if you just keep doing what other people want you to do
1: Yeah um yeah authenticity is Once again, I've probably stressed this so much, but (laughs) authenticity is so important. Oh my God. Like, yeah, Uh, I I can go on for hours. I don't know. (laughs) Let's not open that can of fucking words.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right. It was great having you on, man. Had a fun time talking to you. Honestly, wonderful. Thank
1: you so much, dude.
0: Hopefully uh, we work together in the future, or soon I'm sure or I'm sure I will
1: do some work for you sometime. Don't <laughs> <Hell> worry. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so yeah, if anyone's looking for like a fucking dope guy who does visual branding and shit, check out Lawrence Burnt on Insta. Um, that's Lawrence B E R N T. Any other? Oh uh, yeah, Lawrence <laughs> yeah. Burnt. I think um any other socials or website or anything you want to promote
1: um nah instagram is the best place to find me um you know even if it is for um just like non-specific advice or anything like that um you know a friend just just message me dude (laughs) like like (laughs) that's all you need to do um uh I do my best to get back to people. I'm shit with replying, but if I do reply, <laughs> I'll make sure that I do take the time to give you, um, you know, a, a, like some, something that's actually worth your time. I, I want, yeah. I want to help you at the end of the day.
0: Really? Yeah. Everyone you know. I've had on the podcast is super chill. So don't be afraid to message them. They're not going to be like, Oh, who the fuck's this dude? Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I,
1: first person that messaged me, fuck off, dickhead. Like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks
0: for watching, everyone. This was episode six or seven of the Wavetable podcast. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Astro Rain featuring guest Lawrence Burnt. Peace.
1: Latest, please.